O God of wonder, as the ancient star rose and guided the Magi, illuminating the place where Jesus was, so may the light of your Holy Spirit shine in our hearts and in our minds as your word is read and proclaimed. Guide us again to Christ and direct us in new paths of faithfulness. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Our Old Testament reading is from from the 60th chapter of Isaiah, the first six verses. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you, for darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise up upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away, and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. Now our gospel reading, our gospel reading is the first 12 verses of the second chapter of Matthew. Now, you remember last week, we read about, in the later part of that chapter, Joseph's three dreams. All those things happened after the flight to Egypt and so on. After what we'll read today, the visit of the wise men. You may recall my telling you that in the very first assignment I had in my very first preaching class, we had to choose a favorite Bible story, write it down, and then look it up in the Bible to see what we had left off and what we had added. There were several surprises because we do not remember things the way they were. We think we do, but we don't. We remember things the way we remember them. And for that matter, sometimes the fun in the remembering is the rearranging. <laughs> As you hear at many family gatherings, right? <laughs> now, the story of the wise men dramatically illustrates this. For example, <clears throat> if I were to ask you, how many wise men were there? Most people would say, one, two, three, right? Well, in the West, the Western Hemisphere, we assume that there were Three givers because, after all, the story tells us there were three gifts. But if you think about it, several of the guys might have gone in together on an expensive gift, like, you know, gold, for example. Now, I said in the West because the Eastern Church, they thought that there were as many as a dozen wise men. And if I ask you, what were the names of the wise men? Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar, right? Well, those names weren't assigned to the wise men until about the 6th century B.C. 
They're fine, exotic names, but we don't know what they were named because neither the number nor the names were mentioned in the Bible. And magi, well, what's that mean? Magi, that's the plural form of magus. A magus was a member of a hereditary priestly class among the ancient Medes and Persians. Now the King James Version and the NRSV that we'll read today, they say wise men came with presents to worship Jesus, but the NIV, if you read that, or the that Common English Bible, the CEV I sometimes read, that stays a little closer to the original Greek, Megos, and they say Magi. Well, however you number them, name them, or whatever you call them, who are they? Well, it depends on whom you ask. There are some historians of that time who saw them as learned sages akin to kind of ancient sciences. Some saw them as holy men with access to supernatural powers. And others dismissed them as seducers, deceivers, and experts in nonsense. They'll get you on TV today, right? <laughs> experts in well, in the book of Daniel, second chapter, in that, the story of the Magi were incompetent sorcerers. They weren't able to interpret the dream of King Nebuchadnezzar, which, by the way, is the where we get the phrase feet of clay, because there were feet of clay in that dream. And Daniel did it only with God's help. Well, in the 22nd chapter of the book of Numbers, you can read about Balaam. Balaam was a, a prophet, a magus, whose donkey was smarter than he was. Another good story to read. The eighth chapter of Acts talks about uh, the conversion of Simon, who had previously practiced magic in the city and amazed the people of Samaria, saying that he was someone great. That'll get you on TV too these days, right? I'm great. Uh -huh. Well... <laughs> In the 13th chapter of Acts, Paul and Barnabas, they meet one of these magi, a certain musician, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. Well, we can assume that the magi were, we can kind of figure it out that they had to be well-to-do and they had to be well-connected because in those days, travel was expensive and dangerous. You couldn't just hop in your SUV, zoom down the interstate, stop for a bite at the Cracker Barrel or Bojangles or somewhere, and then find a room at the motel along the way, putting it all on your credit card. That's not the way it worked. No, you travel by camel, and you travel with enough food and money for your journey. On the road, you'd better have enough security staff to stand up to the robbers who might take your stuff and take your life. And if you were from some other country, as these guys were, you better carry some papers to convince the local authorities, leave you alone. So, now at last, let us not rely on our faulty memories, but let us listen to what God's word says in the first 12 verses of the second chapter of Matthew. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? 
For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet and and you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for far from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found, bring word to me so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary and his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh Lord, you have redeemed us. You have lifted us up. You have carried us all our days. Now enable us to hear your word for us today. Amen. Have you ever been lost well, that's when you need wayfinding. Wayfinding is one of those important life skills. It's the skill that keeps you from getting lost, usually. And it's the skill you really need when you do get lost, to find your way back. In the old days, in the daytime, you had to use the sun to figure out you know, cardinal directions. I say it's over there, it's the east, or the north, south, that's it, east and west, right? Or you might have what I got about 50 years ago when I was a Boy Scout. Still has the Boy Scouts of America logo. This tells you north is straight that way. Right over there where Dylan is, that's where north is. <laughs> or at one time, you could stop at most any gas station and get a free road map. They were devised to fit into a little small package. They were printed in something that many people couldn't read. But there, you could find at least the roads in North Carolina. If you're going to South Carolina, you were in trouble. <laughs> You had to stop at another filling station. Well, you can still get these at the uh, you can still get these at the welcome station, or uh, 
consult them online. So you might use a roadmap. Well, but as we've heard recently, these days we mainly rely on our cars, or our smartphones for directions by way of GPS. By the way, sometimes you can ask uh, if you have Alexa in your car, as some people do, you can ask Alexa for directions and she'll tell you. Just for fun, yesterday I asked Alexa, how do you get to heaven? You know what she said? I found this on the internet. <laughs> there are two ways to get to heaven. And then she stopped, she didn't tell you what. <laughs> I only know of one way myself, but <laughs> Alexa's got a secret. <laughs> Try it. Well, mainly we lie on GPS, the Global Positioning System. Now let me ask you, do you know what companies, was it Microsoft, was it IBM, what company developed and now owns and operates GPS? It's no, it's a trick question. None of them, none of them. The Global Positioning System was, is a United States-owned utility that provides positioning, navigation, and timing services. It consists of three segments, the space control and the user segment. It's the United States Air Force that develops and maintains and operates that space and control segment that we rely on. The part of GPS that we use, it relies on a, that uses a constellation of 24 to 31 satellites that orbit the Earth twice a day. Think of that, 2,000 miles an hour, right? Get around, Earth's about 24,000 miles around. They're at, but they're at a height of 12,550 miles, way up there. Your little phone is talking to something that far away. Well, your car or your phone talks to some of those satellites that are zooming around the Earth, and then it figures out how for you to find, say, I don't know, Dwayne's in Smithfield or or the nearest Bojangles. But have you ever been misled by your GPS? Well, it sounds like Sonia has. I know we have. In, in my circuit riding days, like going around preaching at various churches all over this presbytery, we had a few adventures. <coughs> We'd be on the way to a church we'd never been to before, once in Granville County and another time in Warren County, and the GPS would suddenly announce for the remainder of your journey, turn-by-turn -turn directions will not be available. <laughs> now that's, that's machine speak for, I'm lost, good luck, buddy. <laughs> Fortunately, one time in Granville County, we spotted a guy, Paul said, let's ask him. He was getting in his truck with his dog with his big old Duke jacket, you know, so we knew he was a good guy, right? <laughs> and he said, uh, you go down here and turn. Well, why don't you just follow me? You want to ride with me? So I rode with him and the dog, and we rode down the <laughs> We never would have found it without him. Well, I thanked him. I said, I appreciate it, and I hope in about an hour or so they're glad that you got me there too. <laughs> Another time, Betty and I were... We were headed to a meeting in downtown Smithfield and GPS uh, led, well, I should say misled us, not to a church, but to the sketchiest part of Smithfield I have ever seen. <laughs> and I don't know how it thought that we were downtown, no. Well, as helpful as GPS can be, sometimes, 
Sometimes you just got to stop and ask somebody. Well, Matthew tells us that the Magi sought the new king of the Jews because they had observed the star at its rising. Because you see, nature got them part of the way there. But then their star guidance system needed a little assistance. Well, that's one of the ways we're like the wise men. The wonders and marvels of nature, they give us a lot of knowledge about Almighty God's power and marvelous creativity. In fact, we sometimes sing a song about that, you know. I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe displayed. So we can learn from nature about how great God is. But like the wise men, we leave more guidance than that. Well, they sought the new king who was signaled by the star and they saw him in the most logical place, the palace in the national capital. But neither Herod nor the wise men of Jerusalem knew what to say until they consulted the Bible. And there they found those references to Bethlehem, a little bit in Micah and some in Isaiah. And like the wise men, we need the guidance of God's word in scripture. Now when the wise men arrived in Bethlehem, what did they do? When they saw where the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. And on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down, just as we see them portrayed here. They knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts. Well, you know, in, in Luke's gospel, the humble shepherds go to a stable in Bethlehem as Luke says, to see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. But in Matthew's gospel, look who are the first to worship the Christ child. Foreigners, not Jews, Gentiles, not Israelites, but people from afar. You know, Matthew, it said that Matthew wrote his gospel with the Jews in mind. The people reading Matthew's gospel, the Jews of that time, they would not have seen these people as wise men. They sure wouldn't have seen them as kings. They would have seen them as pagans. Pagans. But the Messiah, the Messiah came for us all. And then remember what tricksy old Herod had said to them. Saying, oh, search diligently for the child, and when you found him, bring me word, so I may also go and pay him homage, which was not what he was going to do. But these wise guys did not go back to Herod. It wasn't that they were just so smart. If you look at it all the way through the story, the wise men had divine guidance. First with a star and then with Bible references to Bethlehem and then with this warning in a dream. Now the last verse we read says and having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod they left for their own country by another road. 
For us, as for the wise men, sometimes going back the same way we came would just lead to trouble. Sometimes in our own lives, our plans, our goals, our GPS needs adjusting, and we too need to head home on another road. Like the wise men, let us bring ourselves and the fruits of our labors, and let us, as Isaiah said, proclaim the praise of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Get up and shake off apathy, despair, and anything else that has brought you love. Glow, reflect God's glory, the light of Christ, so that others may see in you the glory of the Lord. Now may the love of God uphold you, the light of Christ guide you, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit fill you with joy this day and every day.